0: It's time for Curious City, our news gathering experiment where you decide what stories WBEZ should report. If you haven't heard of Curious City, here's how it works. You submit questions about Chicago, the region, or its people, vote on your favorites, and reporters and producers answer them, often with you along for the ride. We'll be delivering stories every week, on air and online. And if you're already a fan, you'll notice even more opportunities to get involved. Like when we tried to settle an argument that Chicagoan Devin Neff started with a friend.
1: You really don't come across many people that are undecided. Like they are really diehard one or the other.
0: Could curiosity and some crack reporting get Devin and his friend to budge? That's coming right up on Curious City.
2: I'm Sean Ali, editor for Curious City, WBEZ's news gathering experiment. I'd like to invite you to join me, host Laura Washington, and our friends at the Illinois Humanities Council for what we call the Raw Report. We'll deconstruct the journalistic process with a panel of experts, teams of youth reporters, and you. Come see how the media we consume each day gets made. The Raw Report is on Thursday evening, February 6th. For more information and reservations to this free event, go to wbez.org events.
0: Hi again. I'm Curious City senior producer Jennifer Brandel. And people like you have been sending Curious City plenty of questions, some of which have no right or wrong answer. I love these questions, and this one in particular. Our story begins, like so many great stories do, with a bar fight.
1: We argued about everything. I
0: got way up on my sassy horse. Way up. I can't believe we're still friends. <laughs> wow. Those two brawlers are Devin Neff and Abby Risto. They met at a rooftop party during a Cubs game. And Devin says as they kept drinking, they kept arguing and eventually hit a stalemate on this topic.
1: What was more important to Chicago, Lake Michigan or the Chicago River?
0: Abby takes the side. The Chicago River? Hey, Chicago hey, it should River? have been called
1: Lake Chicago, I'll admit.
0: Devin chooses Lake Michigan.
1: You really don't come across many people that are undecided. Like, they are really diehard one or the other.
0: Stalemate. Diehard. What to do. Well, to break the impasse, we added some teammates for both sides, the lake and the river. We talked to a kayak operator, a guy who manages massive barges, environmentalists, even the mayor of Chicago. In doing so, we got brainpower on several topics, ranging from economic impact, environment, to recreation and more. We thought the frenemies, Devin and Abby, would learn something new, maybe ultimately be persuaded. You can hear, read, and see all of what we found at wbez.org slash CuriousCity. But for now, we have Devin and Abby's take on some of that homework. Exhibit A. We begin with a look at the lake and the river in historic and economic terms. Henry Henderson is with the Natural Resources Defense Council, and he did not mince words.
2: I think the lake
1: is unambiguously more important than the river. More important from point of view of the economics, the aesthetics, the social impact,
2: and the quality of life impact.
0: Yes, Lake Michigan is the region's principal source of drinking water, serving more than 26 million people. And if the lake is what goes in one end, well, the river is what comes out the other. The river has basically been Chicago's toilet for more than a century. It's the place we put so much of our waste. Stockyard waste, industrial waste, chemical waste, our own human waste. And Abby reasons that is an important role. That's part of my argument.
2: It was the river that, that made us the city we are. It was the ability to ship on the river and, and do all of the industrial activities that have left the river in rough shape, but it's getting better. Now to exhibit B
0: arguments about beauty and recreation. Consider how it feels to be out on the river or just to see it versus being out on the lake. Here's a take from Ryan Chu. He's with Chicago River Canoe and Kayak.
1: The river offers a lot more unique environments. The lake, if you, let's say you paddle it, it's essentially one grand view. It's beautiful. It's interesting. But the river, as you round a bend, it's a new, it's a new vision
2: sort of like going behind the scenes at Disney World, like to see how things work. A lot of buildings, what would be considered the back of their building facing the river is what the architects built as the front of their buildings. But Devin is not
0: buying the kayaker's view.
1: You know, I think that gentleman needs to get on a bicycle and cruise up and down the 26 miles of lakefront because that's anything but static scenery.
0: Devin is referring to the 26 miles of public beaches, loads of parks, and what he sees as a landscape second to none.
1: Standing on the lake shore, it's just, it's untoppable.
0: Joel Brummeyer with the Alliance for the Great Lakes says that view and the access was no accident.
1: Chicago made a very, very smart series of choices in the early 20th century. And this city's choice to protect its lakefront and to ensure Its cleanliness and its availability sets this community apart like no other in the world.
0: And this is a key argument for Devon. There's a big stretch of lakefront available to everyone, if they can get there. But there's another way to look at the access issue. Here's Margaret Frisbee, the executive director of Friends of the Chicago River.
2: While people can go to the lake, the river comes to us where we live. And I think that it's part of our everyday lives. If you work downtown, the river, you can't avoid the Chicago River. I I love what she said, it comes to you.
0: Now to exhibit C. Another vantage point to compare the river to the lake is the view from Hollywood. The Chicago River is kind of a movie star. It's been featured in films including The Blues Brothers and The Fugitive and in actor Steve McQueen's last film, The Hunter. A guy drives a car off a marina city tower right into the river. We learned about that from a documentary called Chicago Filmmakers on the Chicago River. Was there a, a Chicago
2: Filmmakers on Lake Michigan?
1: See, what I think, uh, <laughs> what I think of is, as far as seeing it, Chicago on the screen was Family Matters, and they come up over the lake and they go <laughs> over the skyline and then down into the neighborhood of the house. It's a red-
0: To be fair, at the end of the opening of the TV show Family Matters, there is a shot of the Chicago River, too. One thing Devin and Abby do agree on, the river hasn't gotten as much upkeep and marketing as the lake. But there is a push to prioritize the river, to make it more relevant to everyday Chicagoans and tourists.
3: You know, we built
1: up these walls. We drive over it. We walk over it. We never spend time on it.
0: Yep, Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel is weighing in on Devin and Abby's water fight. He wouldn't get his hands too wet for either side, though he spoke an awful lot
1: about the river. My whole goal now is to make it the recreational frontier by opening it up for recreation and entertainment. And we'll get there. I moved here more than 12 years ago and I've heard nothing but talk about how glamorous this riverfront river walk was going to be and I feel like they've just So been the promise for of future
0: river awesomeness really is not, not enough for Devin. Pitch. And apparently it's not enough for other people who told us how they feel about the issue. We conducted an online poll to see which is more important, lake or river. And 68% of you said, Lake Michigan. And 32% said, Chicago River. We asked Devin if he wanted to gloat.
1: No, I'll just, I'll say I'm not surprised (laughs) at all.
0: Even with all the evidence presented on air and online, Devin and Abby did not change their minds. They said they learned a lot, but nothing swayed them to the other shore. But they do agree this debate
2: is worth having. The more you talk about it, the more you get invigorated by it. I think the more you take it less for granted and you realize, like, they're both very special to Chicago in their own way. But we need to start and continue to treat them that way.
1: And they both deserve equal protection. They both should be treated as the assets that they both are, you know, I'm, I'm a big water fan, so I will always be fighting for them.
0: There were a lot of folks who wrote into our website and rooted for both the lake and the river, and even argued that Chicago wouldn't be and couldn't be Chicago without the both of them.
1: The city never even would have been founded without both being here, so it's a tie.
0: There's still plenty of debate going on in our lake versus river water fight. So grab your goggles and head on over to wbez.org slash, I mean slash,
3: Curious City. Without the lake, we're St. Louis. Hey folks, Curious reporter Trisha Bobita here. A while back, Chicagoan Jim Patton asked Curious City this question.
0: How did Chicago grow over time as it annexed certain neighborhoods into the city it is today,
1: and just how that process went?
3: I have the answer right now on our website. It's an animated map. You can watch the city grow bit by bit since it was founded back in 1837. You'll see that the borders of Chicago have pretty jagged edges, which brought up another question. Why did some suburbs resist becoming part of the city while so many others got gobbled up? We wanted to tell the story of a stubborn suburb, but we couldn't decide which story to tell. So we're asking you, which of Chicago's stubborn suburbs do you want to hear more about? We want you to vote on wbez.org slash Curious City. To help you decide, we stirred up some suburban rivalries. Whose history of independence is the most interesting? We asked head honchos of three communities to make the case. The contenders are Blue Island, Oak Park, Evanston.
1: My name is Domingo F. Vargas. I'm the mayor of the city of Blue Island. I think WBEZ's Curious City should tell our story about resisting annexation. We have more history than Chicago, and we're more independent. We have a lot to offer. We can make it on our own. We're the center of the universe. We consider Chicago to be our suburb.
2: Hi,
1: I'm Anand Abu Talib, the village president of Oak Park. Curious city should investigate why we decided to be independent. Stoke Parkers looked at themselves and said, Hey, you know what? We're not getting the value for our money, and therefore we should really split up and have our own town. We felt, Hey, this is something we're going to hang on to. Why would you want to give that up?
3: Hello, I'm Elizabeth Tisdall, mayor of the very independent city of Evanston, Illinois. And I believe Curious City should investigate our history. It's a history of people who have loved being independent, both in 1863 when we incorporated and right now. So, which story of suburban independence do you want to hear? Again, your choices are Blue Island, Oak Park, and Evanston. Go to wbez.org slash Curious City and cast your vote. I'll dig into the history of the winning suburb and report back. Little boxes on the hillside,
2: little boxes made of tacky, little boxes on the hill Well, that does it for this week.
0: Big thanks go to Chris Bentley. He scoured the Chicago area to put together our homework package for Devin and Abby's Lake vs. River debate. And Curious City is produced by WBEZ and AIR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Additional support comes from snow on Chicago sidewalks, because some neighbors don't shovel. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.